Real, it's good to have you with us today as we jump into to week two of If Only, and this is going to be a fun one because we're talking about dating today. Now, imagine if 50 years ago someone had come to you and said, hey, we need you to design a system for 2019 for how people can meet and end up in relationships. And you're like, you put a lot of thought into it, and you come up with your design. Would it look anything like how we do it today? I mean, man, I sure hope not. Would you be like, okay, I got this idea. We get, we get an app. What's an app? I don't know. It's 1960. But we get an app together, and it's got everybody's pictures, and you start putting people in piles like, oh, I like that person's face pile, and I don't like that person's face pile. And then if they put you in the same pile, you start talking and trying to say funny things to keep them talking to you. And if you're a lady, you're going to get a lot of people trying to talk to you on Tinder. Let's just call it Tinder, this app we come up with. And pretty much, we're going to ruin people's lives. And no one's going to be satisfied, and no relationships are going to really move forward. I mean, like, who's going to design a system like that? And I don't, I don't know. Look, what, maybe use Tinder, Bumble, eHarmony, Christian Mingle, FarmersMeet.com, <laughs> Jewish People for the Win. Dot org. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have, what are these? What are these sites? I have no idea. There's. There's everything. There's something for you. I guarantee it. Nerd. Nerd kingdom. You know. Dot. Weirdo. I mean. I don't know what. What's your places that you go? But there's. There's places to meet people. And a lot of what happens is online. And what this leaves us with is just a lot of frustration. If you're a single person, if you're a dating person, you're like, better stick with the person I got because the chances of meeting somebody else are pretty small. And we just have a weird dating culture. Can I get an amen from somebody who's single? <laughs> I was like, what are you supposed to do? All, all the people who aren't are like, no, it was fine for me. It was normal. It was liars. Like, it's just a weird, weird place. And so I want to talk today about dating, and, and I want to talk about it from the Bible. Now, now, here's what I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about biblical romance. Uh, sometimes when I'm on Instagram, I go away from my feed with, like, all my friends posting pictures, beautiful people liking those pictures, often to, like, stuff other people post, that wild, crazy world of Christian memes and football plays and all sorts of stuff. And what pops up a lot, because there's a lot of you that I follow, ladies at Foundry on Instagram, all this stuff, all these pages you follow, like Christian lady pages, you know what I'm talking about? Like wash your face, say your prayers, God's got your back pages. You know what I'm talking, you guys follow them, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about, it's like you're beautiful, you know, you're great, and you know, women are great, and like you just keep going and all that stuff, nothing wrong with those. But, but a lot of times these posts pop up and they're about like biblical romance, they're like, God's got the biblical romance for you. Just like see God's biblical romance and like romance this, romance that, and biblical romance. And I, I step back and I think, have these people ever read the Bible? Like biblical romance. You guys know about a guy named Samson in the Bible? Samson saw this girl that he liked, and he's like, yo, parents, get me that girl. And the parents were like, okay, Samson, you're super strong. And they get him this girl, and they're at the wedding, and then she actually betrays him, and he ends up losing a bunch of money in a bet. So he gets ticked off and goes off and does his own thing. Comes back later, and he's like, yo, where's my wife? And her dad's like, yeah, we thought you weren't coming back, so we married him off to, her off to another guy. And Samson's like, no, you didn't. So Samson goes, get this, this is in the Bible. The Bible's more interesting than you think. And he gets a bunch of foxes, and he ties their tails together and puts torches on them. So you can imagine, these foxes are just running every which way. And then he sets them loose in the fields of the people who did this to him and they burns down all their stuff. And then, because he does that, they kill the lady who was his wife who got married to somebody else. Biblical romance. 
Think about the story of Isaac. You might not know who Isaac is. He's the son of Abraham. And he gets to the point, he's ready to get married. He says, yo, mom and dad, get me a wife. So they send a servant off. This was like the old school way of having Tinder. You send a servant. How great would it be if you're like, servant, Jeeves, go off downtown today and find me a wonderful woman to marry. So this dude goes off back to where Isaac's mom is from, meets this girl, gives her a bunch of jewelry, and she comes back to marry Isaac. It's like, if only it were that easy still. Maybe it is. Just here's a bunch of jewelry. Come marry me. And they do that. Turns out it's Isaac's cousin. And they get married. Now, look, I lived in Kentucky for a while. That's okay in Kentucky. But not here. Like, that's weird. What about the story of Jesus? Jesus' family. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is engaged to Joseph. And then she gets pregnant. And Joseph's not the daddy. And turns out the Holy Spirit is the daddy. Okay. That's biblical romance right there. It's like you're engaged and she gets pregnant and you didn't have anything to do with that. Biblical romance. The problem is the Bible doesn't give us a model for biblical romance, right? It's just a different time. The stories being told are about very particular people. So we can't look at the stories in the Bible to tell us how we need to live our lives. What we have to do is we have to take biblical principles and apply them to our lives. Now, in the Bible, dating does not show up a single time. Marriage is talked about a good bit. Marriage is, is a separate, unique kind of relationship. Dating is never talked about. Here's what that means. There are not different principles that govern dating other than just normal relationships. How you treat somebody in dating is an extension of how you're supposed to treat everybody in normal life. So, so we're going to look at these principles today, and there's one big principle I want us to look at, and we're going to look at how this principle applies to our lives today. And one thing I want to say before we get going, and this needs to be said, the focus of dating is marriage. It's not having a good time. It's not just, and hopefully you have a good time dating. That should be fun. It's not just guys spending a lot of money buying people stuff. Like, that's not the goal. The goal is marriage. Okay? If you're not interested or serious about getting married, don't date. Don't break somebody's heart. Don't drag somebody along if you're not serious about that. That's the focus. Now, the focus of a single date is not marriage. Can we, get the, can we agree on that? Like, first date is not supposed to end in marriage. You're not supposed to come away from the first date and be like, we're going to the chapel and we're... And I feel like some of us do that. Don't do that, no, but, but the purpose of dating in general is marriage. I want us to go to a passage in the Bible today, Romans chapter 12. Paul wrote this to the Christians who were living in Rome, and it's not about dating. It's not about necessarily romantic relationships. He wrote this, this teaching about a whole lot of relationships, every relationship in our lives. Here's what, here's what he says in Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 9. Paul says, let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Now, I want to focus on the honor part of that, but before we get to that, love one another with brotherly affection. Now, that's the call to all of us and how we're supposed to treat other people. But that also governs, when you're dating, how you should treat the people you're dating. Now, listen to this. When you are dating someone, according to the Bible, because it had no other categories except for date, or except for being single, being married, there's no really in between back then, when you are dating someone, you're supposed to love that person with brotherly affection because 
You are a brother and sister in Christ. Now think about that for a second. I hope you don't go with your brother or sister and make out in the back of your car on Friday night. Can I get an amen on that? You guys are all from Kentucky, aren't you? All right? That's not okay down here, you weirdos. I hope that, there are, that you don't do that with your brother and sister. And so we need to bring some of that mentality into our dating relationships. It's like, we're not married yet. All right? There's a different way we got to do things because we're still just brother and sister in Christ. Here's what else he says, though. He says, outdo one another. Now, anybody here competitive? I'm, I'm a competitive guy. When I hear outdo one another, I'm like, sign me up. What are we doing? I'll outdo you. And he says, outdo one another. Then he turns it on me and he says, in showing honor. In every relationship we have, we're supposed to be showing honor to the people around us. But especially in a dating relationship, we're supposed to show honor. And the word there for to, to outdo one another, the word there is literally lead the way. Go beforehand in showing honor. So even if you're not receiving honor from someone, you're supposed to be giving honor. Now, what is honor? We don't talk about honor a whole lot in our society today. The word for honor in the Greek is teme, and teme is used throughout the New Testament to talk about the value of something. So it's used of money sometimes. They paid this amount of money, and that's the word for honor. They, they, the price was this. They use that. But it's also used just of honoring somebody, lifting them up. So it has everything to do with value. When you honor someone, it's you recognizing their value. And the reason we do this, as Christians, we believe that every single person who that lives, that has ever lived, is made in the image of God. This teaches that in Genesis chapter 3. Every single person is made in the image of God. And so we show value, we honor the value in someone's life because they are made in the image of God. It doesn't matter whether we're dating that person or not, it doesn't matter, we show honor to that person. When it comes to dating relationships, we are really good at showing honor when the relationship's starting off. Oh, here's some flowers for you just to bless you today. Just God bless you. Imago, made in the image of God, here you go. I love you so much. I just want to honor you. Tell you what, how can I serve you? First date, you're, you guys, we're opening everything, right? We're opening the door to the car. We're opening the door to the restaurant. We're walking with them, opening the door to the bathroom. That's weird. We're opening anything we can, rolling out the red carpet. Stay in the car, babe. Let me roll out the red carpet. We are honoring people. We're really good at honoring, and that's a good thing. The problem is, not every relation, dating relationship ends in marriage. We are terrible about honoring people when we separate. Right? We, we just give honor. We just throw honor on too thick when we're starting off. But when we end a relationship, we actually strip that honor away. We try to do what we can to get back at that person. You go and tell your friends, you're like, yeah, she broke up with me. They're like, yeah? Well, like, let's start harassing her on Instagram. Like, this is weird. You're like, wait, why, why are we doing that again? Like, we strip away honor. Why do we do that? Because we're called, the number one thing we're supposed to know about, about relationships, Paul teaches us here, is extend honor. And do it better than the other person's doing it. We're supposed to be giving honor to people. I'm going to open up today about a few stories from my life, a few dating stories, dating experiences. Um, I've got some interesting stories. I'm just going to show you a couple of them today. This one's not bad. I, I was, I was uh, dating a girl not too long ago, um, back in the early spring, and it didn't work out. We both kind of mutually understood we needed to go different directions, so we did. But while we were dating, we were actually in the process of renovating this building. And so we talked a lot about that. She knew how much that was kind of weighing on me and the, the importance of it for me to, to renovate this space. It was just a big, lots of work, and she knew 
how important it was. So we decided that, hey, we're not, we're not going to keep dating, and really there's not going to be a, a future for us together. And that was it. And it was kind of done. Like, we weren't friends before, so you couldn't go back to being friends. It was just, just kind of done, and it was, it was hard, but it was good, and set it aside. But when we had our very first service in this building to open it up, celebrate the new building, she showed up because she wanted to celebrate me in the fact that we finished this building. Now, that says a lot about her as a person. She was still extending honor, showing honor to me, even though we had broken up. Think back to your relationships you've been through. Like, how many people have you dated when the opposite has been true? But the call in our lives as Christians who, who are going to be dating, or really, any, you can be married today, and the same is true. We need to outdo one another in showing honor. I want, I want to talk about three ways that I think we missed the mark on this, three ways that we don't give honor well that we need to give honor well. Because here's the truth. Relationships, especially dating, is messy. It's hard. You're going to be hurt. You're going to hurt other people. And I think there's a lot of us who are single who want to pull back and say, I just don't have time for that. I can't do that. I'm just going to leave that over there. But the Lord, so many of us, if you have a desire to get married, he's calling you to date. And when you date, he's calling you to honor other people in that dating. Three ways, I think, coming out of this passage and other places in Scripture, we're, we're called to honor. We're supposed to honor with clarity. We're supposed to honor with letting the other person know where we are and what we are. So when, when, you're, when you're stepping into something, none of this like, hey, what's going on? Hey, There was a guy, when I was in college, there was a guy who had a brilliant strategy for getting a girlfriend. I'm talking brilliant. Ladies, you don't realize this about guys. We know we're not good looking enough to win your heart. We, we get it, okay? We look in the mirror. We understand. You are beautiful. We are not. We get that. What, most of us aren't talented enough. Like, the dude who can play seven instruments and sing like, you know, some incredible person, he, he can get you. We, most of us don't have those gifts. We get it. So we have to have strategies. Guys, some of you know what I'm talking about. Pretty much every guy who's in a relationship had a strategy, okay? He worked out. This was, this was this guy's strategy in college. We had a campus post office, and you could send any piece of mail to anybody on campus. And so he picked five girls, and he wrote each of those girls at the same time a letter. He said, hey, you're really pretty. Hey, I really like you. Hey, I'd like to take you out on a date. I'd like for you to be my girlfriend. All five of them at the same time he sent these letters to. Now, this man was smart. He knew he wasn't good-looking enough, he wasn't talented enough, but he played the numbers game, right? You send out enough of these letters, then someone's going to respond. Somebody did. This is amazing to me. Just, just being honest here, not, being, not talking bad about it, being honest. On a scale of 1 to 10, not talking looks, just talking kind of who he was as a person, he was a 5 at best, okay? Just he was right in the middle, like, it's okay, he was a 5. He ended up, by the time I left college, he was engaged to one of these girls, he sent the letter to, and she was at least an eight, maybe pushing a nine. She was just a phenomenal person. People loved her. She was brilliant. She was beautiful. And like, how did that happen? Because he had a strategy. Now, here's the thing. At the time, I thought, what an idiot. Like, writing five letters, that's the dumbest thing. Writing five letters to five different girls at the same time. What happens if all five say yes? And you're like, okay, well, at uh, 7 p.m., we're going on a date, and at 7.15, we're going on a date, and at 7.30, we're going on a date. What do you do with that? And, and I thought that was the dumbest thing, and now a few years later, that's how people meet. We just do that same thing on Tinder or on Bumble instead, 
right? Oh, I'm going to just try sending a message. I'm going to try swiping on this person, sending a message to them. And then we just end up with all these people. Now, look, if you use Bumble or Tinder, like, if you're doing it the right way, I'm not saying you shouldn't. But that's what we do is we just put a lot out, and we never have clarity. We're always talking. We might go on a date here or there, but there rarely is good clarity. If you have a relationship that works out from Bumble or Tinder or one of those other apps, it's probably because you have some clarity there. Here's how you get clarity. Very simple. You guys ready for it? Good. Guys, guys, I'm talking to the men here, single men. Ask ladies out on dates. Ladies, you're allowed to say amen. We'll try that again. Guys, ask ladies out on dates. <laughs> the ladies are like, no, we're actually good. We don't want to spend time around these losers. <laughs> ask ladies out on dates. And here's the important thing. Don't just ask them to hang out sometimes. Don't just say, hey, you know, let's be around each other some. If you are interested, even just a little bit interested in someone, ask her out on a date. The problem is, this doesn't happen much. And so there's no clarity. It's you're kind of just hanging out, and there's no clarity on what's going on. Use the word date when you ask somebody out, like a date. Use that word. But ladies, when a guy asks you out on a date, unless he is someone who will make you unsafe, or unless he is someone who doesn't follow Jesus, say yes. Guys, you can say amen. amen. <laughs> do y'all, ladies, do y'all realize what a terrifying thing it is to come to God's most beautiful creation and ask her out on a date? I, I have maybe too much confidence, right? I'm a very confident person. But every single time I have called a lady up to ask her on a date or done it face-to-face, it is terrifying. My heart comes out of my chest. It's like I get a whole workout in about 30 seconds of making the phone call because my heart is pounding so fast. I may not even be that interested at this point. I'm just like open to the idea of possibly like going on a date and I still get terrified. I just, guys, am I right on this? It's a scary thing. Because get this, ladies, you may be insecure in some ways, but guys are insecure in some ways too. It's a terrifying thing. Uh, uh, And often, often, ladies will just shut you down before you even get the question out. You know, and that's, that's okay for them, but not for you. You guys got to say yes. Here's, here's, here's why, though. There's a reason why. I want to tell you a little story to illustrate. My sister lives up in Indianapolis in Indiana, and she was at a Chick-fil-A one time, reading her Bible at a Chick-fil-A. Like, what an image of what God intended for creation to be. <laughs> and there was a dude there. She didn't know him, but he saw her. And he, he just went over and he was like attracted just to this be- just beautiful thing. It's, it was her and the Bible and Chick-fil-A and just a match made in heaven, you know? It was like, that's incredible. Chick-fil-A could cater the wedding. That would work out great. She obviously loves Jesus. This is, so he comes up and he's like, hey, I'd love to take you out on a date. And she's like, no, I don't think so. He's like, well, here's my number. She's like, okay, okay, and throws it in the trash or whatever. A year later, she visits a church and he's there. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Chick-fil-A girl. And he asks her on a date again. So she says, let me think about it. She pulls out her phone. She has five brothers. All right, I'm either the shortest or like the, like the not strongest of all of them. We're, we're some big dudes, okay? And she texts all her big dudes and is like, hey, what do I do here? I'm not interested. How, what's the easiest way to let him down? And here's what I told her. I said, Hannah, say yes. Say yes. Here's why. I know you're not interested, 
but do it for the ladies of the world. There are other single ladies out there. You got to do it for them. Here's why. When a guy gets a lot of no's, the guy quits asking girls on dates. A lot of guys have gotten a lot of no's. That's okay. I'm not saying, like, ladies, don't come out of here saying, Elijah told me I absolutely have to do this. Don't know if you're feeling safe or if you don't love Jesus. But, man, if he smells funny, go out on a date with him. Like, that's a, that's a free meal, right? A free movie. Just, just give him the agenda. He'll love it. And just say, like, I want to go to a movie. I want to go to this movie. And I want to go to this place to eat. And just let him just run with it and get a free, get a free movie out of it, right? Just, if, you can ask me out, guys, and I will say yes to go to a movie and dinner if you're paying, okay? We'll do that. That, that will work out for me. No, just, just say yes, because when you say no, it just shuts it down. Now, look, I'm, I'm not forcing you into something awkward. I get there are situations, times where you, you will need to say no. But in general, say yes. Here's why, though. You've got to start viewing a date not as the step right before marriage. It's the step to get to know somebody. It's the step just to say, like, hey, can we spend an hour just talking together, just the two of us? How does that work? Hey, what do you value in life? I see you on Sunday mornings, or I see you at a coffee shop. Like, what do you actually value? Have those conversations. A date is casual. It's casual. It's okay to go on a first date to go to Wendy's. You may not get a second date if you do that, but it's okay just to take a casual date. And ladies, if he asks you on a second date, you can say no. Like, if you're not interested, say no. Be honest. Have clarity there. But we got to have some clarity. And the biggest problem with our dating culture today is there is no clarity. And guys, it's up to us to change that. Ladies, it's up to you to support us and encourage us. And I didn't say this in the first service, but ladies, you, you can ask guys on dates. I would not suggest it. It does not work typically. Um, and then if, even if it does, you get into a relationship. The guy just needs the opportunity to get out there and pursue you. So let him do that. But there are ways to show your interest in a guy, okay? Most of you know this, but you also think, like, you do, like, level one of showing your interest, and you think, oh, that's enough. Like, if I just look at him once during church, he'll realize it. No, we're idiots, okay? You need to make it obvious. You need to carry a balloon into church that says, I'm interested in going on a date with you. Like, that's the sort of thing you got to do to help us realize. But often, you ladies don't do it because you're like, but what if he realizes I like him? Yeah, that's the point, isn't it? Like, he realizes you're interested, so he can pursue you. No, it, it just helps. If you're interested in a guy, feel free to show that, but typically it works best. Nothing biblical about it, but typically it works best if the guy asks the lady out. And ladies, it typically works best if you say yes for the first time. All right, we, we, got, we got this. We good on this. Clarity is so important. But we honor each other with that clarity. When you ask somebody on a date, guys, you're honoring that lady. You are honoring her. And ladies, when you say yes, even when you're pretty sure you're not interested... You honor him with saying yes. This is how we honor each other. We honor with clarity. Here's the second thing we do. We honor with communication. Oh, being honest about where you're at. This is true at any stage in a dating relationship, maybe at the, the very outset. You're honest, ladies, by just saying, hey, sorry, I'm not interested in a second date. I don't want to string you along. I'm just going to be honest and say I'm not interested. And if there's a reason why, you know, maybe just be honest about that. Like, hey, I just didn't feel like we, I didn't feel like we clicked very well and I was able to have a conversation. Whatever, just be honest. Be, be gentle, be kind, be honest. And this keeps going at every stage in the relationship. When you break up, don't give some dumb excuse like, I got to make time to date Jesus. I don't want to hear that junk. Like, get that stuff out of here. If there's a reason, share it. I'm, on, I'm honest. If you're like, hey, you know what? You just are a jerk and you never listen to anything I have to say. If that's where you're at, be honest about it in as gentle of a way as possible. I've made several mistakes in my dating life. The biggest one, I was a big, big jerk without trying to be. I was a big 
jerk. This is the thing. You guys have a story in your past about dating. You just cringe every time you think about it. That's this story. I'm going to share it with you today if you're okay with that. I was, I was dating this girl. Lord help me. I was dating this girl coming out of college, very into college after we graduated. She was a phenomenal person out of my league. She was in three leagues above me. You know, like I was playing peewee football. She was in the NFL. That's, that's how out of my league she was. And so I'm, I'm dating her, and it just becomes very clear. We're going different ways in life. I'm not talking like, hey, we should work it out. It's like, no, like, we're going different ways. And so I come to that conviction, and so she was actually in Kentucky at the time. And so I go up to Kentucky. I was, I was, I was on a trip, so I didn't go up just for this. And I go up through Kentucky and stop off, and now I just got to end the relationship. So we go on a walk, how all great relationships end. We go on a walk together, and we sit down on these stairs going to this building. And, y'all, this is like the hardest thing I've done in my life. Like, even harder than asking her out the first time. It was just so hard. And I literally have to start at 10 and count down to zero so I can start the conversation in my mind. I'm just like, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 3, 2, 1, 0. Okay, I need to talk with you. And I break up with her. And it was rough. It wasn't fun. She was very mature about it. It was very hard, though. Hard for both of us. I didn't realize how big of a jerk I was until four years later. She was an actress. Turns out she made a movie. I've been to several movies. Turns out one of these movies is on Amazon Prime. So I watched it with some of my friends. The movie starts off. She just graduated college. She's talking with her boyfriend, this tall blonde guy. And he breaks up with her. Here's what makes this terrible. It was literally, where they filmed it, was 100 yards away from where I broke up with her. It gets worse. I broke up with her the day after she finished filming that movie. So she filmed this whole movie about right out of college, her boyfriend breaks up with her and sends her into a depression, ruins her life. And then the day after she gets done filming that movie, right where she filmed it in the movie, a guy breaks up with her, sends her into a depression, and ruins her life. What a jerk. Now, here's, here's the thing. It's, I wasn't bad at breaking up. I did the right thing in breaking up. But I was bad about how I did it because I hadn't communicated earlier on, like, hey, I'm starting to wonder if we're even going in the same direction in life. Let's talk this through. Hey, you know what? Let's, you know, we talked about it some. Here's where I'm at. Where are you at? Let's keep talking about it. What, what are you willing to shift about your direction? What am I willing to shift about my direction? It just became clear we were both going different directions, and so I ended it. But you've got to honor people with talking about stuff. With being honest with them. You've got to trust the person enough where you can be honest about what's going on in your life, about where you're at. Trust them and honor them with your communication. And this extends to manipulating people in relationships and playing games with people's emotions in relationships. Y'all, we don't do that. That's what self-centered, insecure man-children do. Not grown adult men. That's what divas do, not women, right? We don't do that stuff. We don't play with people. We don't manipulate. We communicate honestly. So we honor with how we communicate. We honor with the clarity we give. And here's, here's the third way we honor that so often we miss. We honor with community. Here's what I mean. We honor each other when we don't just go off together and grow close together to just the two of us and talk about our future and our plans and have it all planned out, just the two of us by 
ourselves. That is how everybody does it. That's how our culture does it. That's how you've done it in your past relationships. That's how television and movies say to do it. It's just go off just the two of you, figure it out by yourself, make your plans, dream your dreams, and then go live your dreams. That's not how you should actually do it. In the Bible, if there's one big thing we can learn about how biblical relationships happened in, the, in this context, is that we have to do our romantic and dating relationships in the context of community. So I think this, I really do. I think usually before you go on a first date, you should ask a couple of your, of your, your guy friends or your lady friends, is this, is this something wise? Is this even a direction I should be thinking? And if you trust these people, they're mature, they love the Lord, and they're like, yeah, I wouldn't date that person, here's why. You should listen to that person. And maybe they're like, I don't know, I don't know who that person is, or just go for it. Go on the date. But I really think before you get through with the dates and actually get into a relationship, you need to ask people around you, is this wise? Is this someone I should date? Because you don't, you don't know. You don't get it. I mean, you love the person. You got so much emotion going on and so many chemicals in your brain. Have you ever looked at what happens chemically when you start falling in love? Dopamine is just coming out of nowhere. It's like the factories in your brain that produce these chemicals are like, time to get going. And they produce like all these chemicals and you're just like, oh, I love this person. And that's, that's where your mind is. You need some people outside to be speaking into the situation. Now, this is hard because we don't want to do this. Ladies, you come back to, to your girlfriends and you're like, I just met this guy, and he is amazing, and he is just, he's like Jesus, but he lives now, and he's not really God, but he's the next best thing. He's got the long hair, and he's, he's handsome. He has, he has an actual job. He makes a lot of money. He can take me on dates to steakhouses every night, buy me flowers every single day. And you're just going on and on about how great he is, right? And this wonderful person loves, loves you, loves, loves whatever. And then all your friends meet him, and they're like, oh, this dude's a jerk. Like straight up class A jerk. He's the worst. But how are they going to tell you that now without destroying your friendship? You're like, this is the one. The Lord made him for me. And then your friends are like, yeah, pretty sure he made, God made him for no one. Like, that dude doesn't deserve to be in a relationship with anybody. But you're so far into it by that point, you can't hear anything. You've got to stay open to other people. My brother, my older brother did this with a friend of his who had been dating a girl for like two years. And he goes up to his friend and he says, hey, look, I know you're serious with this person and, and y'all are starting to think about marriage. But here's some stuff I've seen. I'm just going to counsel you as your brother, as your friend. Do not marry her. End the relationship. That's gutsy. That's like, that dude may punch you when you're done saying all that. But that's gutsy. So he did it. And his friend was like, hey, I love her. We're going to keep going with it. Well, later, way later, not because of that, way later, this guy ends up breaking up with her. And he comes back to my brother, and he says, thank you for being willing to say the hard thing to protect me from the direction I was going. And that actually made them better friends. Y'all, we need to, when our friends date, gut-level honesty. I mean, we got to be honest with them. we got to challenge them. we got to help them love others. And here's the other thing. When you're dating someone, encourage that person to go back to their circle of people and ask about you. That's exposing yourself right there. And if, if her whole circle or his whole circle of friends is like, no, they shouldn't be dating, then you should probably quit dating. That's hard. But we need community in our life to help us make this decision. You're about to make a decision that should last for the rest of your life. You should get some wisdom. Like, you don't even buy a car without going to your dad or mom to get some wisdom, right? Like, you shouldn't be making a decision that's going to deal with the rest of your life without community you got to have community. So you actually honor the person you're dating when you keep them involved in community. So we got to honor, first of all, with clarity. 
And then we have to honor with how we communicate. And then we have to honor with community, not pulling those people away from their community, but actually pushing each other back into community. Here's, all, here's what all this could look like. My guess is the next dating relationship you get into will probably not be your last dating relationship. You probably won't marry that person. Statistically, I know you have a dream, and it's a, but statistically, your next dating relationship probably is not going to be the person you marry. So here's what should be your goal in that relationship. Get to know the person, start taking steps towards a future that could include marriage. But most of all, your goal is to honor that person. And whatever happens, whether you get married or you break up, that person should love Jesus more, should be a more mature, whole person, should be moving more in the direction God wants them to go than before they met you. And when you honor people, when you just honor people, and you do the right thing and you honor the Lord while you're honoring people, God does something good. So if you're here today and you're single, guys, ask a girl out on a date first. Man, just do it. And then honor the person you're on a date with. You're on a date with. Could be one date. Man, honor, honor them like they've never been honored before. If you're stepping into a dating relationship or you're already in a, in a dating relationship, honor that person. How can you honor them? Help them love the Lord more. If you're engaged or you're married already, you're in a whole different category. But the same principle applies. Outdo the other person in showing honor. Show more honor than they can and just beat them by doing that. Just show so much honor, they can't even show that much honor back at you. You just want to honor people. That's what the Lord is calling us to. And here's why. Here's why. I said this at the beginning. You are made in the image of God. And so God looks at you, and God honors you by loving you. He honored every single one of us by sending his son to die for us. You see, God is, because he sees the value. He recognizes the value, and he, he's responding to that value he sees in us. So he's going to show that to us. And all he asks of us in return is for us to show love and honor back to him, and then show love and honor to the people around us. And that's it. And that's so simple, we almost want more. We're like, no, but what does a biblical romance look like? Like, what other weird thing took place that we can talk about? But no, it's, it's not that. Love and honor. And regardless of the outcome, keep on loving and honoring. And I'll tell you what, going forward, if you do that in every relationship, every dating relationship you're in, every engagement, hopefully only one engagement you're in, the marriage you're in, God's going to bless you. He'll bless that relationship. And whether or not every single one of them ends up with the fairy tale ending, God is going to honor you as you honor other people. Let's go to prayer together today. As we're, as we're praying, as we have our heads bowed, I know there are a lot of people here. And you are carrying with you the baggage, the weight, the insecurity, the problems, the pain, the shame from previous dating relationships. You've done some things you're not proud of. you hurt some people. You've been hurt. You've been scarred emotionally or physically from things that have been done to you. Maybe it's this. You have never had a girl say yes to going on a date with you. Maybe it's this. You've never had a guy ask you on a date. And because of that, you are devaluing yourself. You're not honoring yourself like you should as someone made in the image of God. Whatever it is, Whatever's in the past can really be in the past. And God's got a different present and a different future for you. One filled with honor and filled with love. And he's going to lead you in the right way. If you've been hurt in some way in the past or you're carrying some of that with you, would you just slip up a hand really fast? 
First service, there's all kinds of people. Lots of anybody else. Say, that's me. That's it. Let me pray for you. Just lift up a hand. Jesus, for each person who's raised a hand. Lord, these are not small things we're bringing to you. These are things at the very center of who we are. We feel it. We feel the pain and the brokenness, the hurt. We're reticent to take a step forward. It seems like a little too much. We're wondering if anyone else will ever take a step forward with us. Father, would you bless the men and women here who are, who are in that position? Or would you begin to recreate in them an understanding of the image of yourself you have placed in them, of the way you honor them. Lord, would you give them people around them, brothers and sisters in Christ, who will honor them, whether just as friends or in dating, Lord, would you give them people who will honor them. Father, help them to honor you first. And as they do that, Lord, I just pray that you would move in their lives, that you would bless them, that you would repair what is broken and bring them into full completion in their relationship with you.